In three, two, one, action. Welcome back to another action-packed episode of The Weekday. We got a brand new switcher. Oh, we did. We did. Hey. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hey, uh, is that why we're running? The 20, buttons are 24? so much more fun to push. So there's going to be a number of things that are going to happen in this episode. Welcome. This is episode 70 something of The Weekday. I'm Andy. I'm back. You're not back. We'll talk about that in a minute. You're Mike. <laughs> and you like to party. And. Hey, on I'm the Justin. Wheels, Justin Deal on the Wheels of Steel. Hey, um, hey Justin, you're two months into marriage. How's it going? Give us Pretty a blow good. by so, blow breakdown. We're still married. Wow. Yes. Hey. <laughs> Proud of you, buddy. Proud of you. Yes. Um, you I only, I only, I only preside over marriages that I know are going to last at least three months. Hey. So, um, have you had one that hasn't yet? How's your record right now? I'm I three am three months in. Oh, I'm seven. No, eight. No. Yeah. yeah I've done eight wow. weddings. Oh. All of them made it past three months. Look at this. That's a hundred percent. Yeah, I did it, guys. <laughs> hey, uh, whether you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook or any of the socials or you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the rest. Thank you so much for being here. We would love you to do a couple of things. Number one, join the weekday army by sharing this with somebody and increasing the weekday army. Number two, um, I know we just dropped a single for Bay Hope Worship. Would you like to talk about that real quick? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, now that yes, now that wait, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, yes, thank you. Our the new single came out last Friday, yeah, the sixteenth, yeah, of and September. I think it's great, and you could find it on Spotify or wherever you. Wow, this is arousing. Stream your music. What's this it is, called? Thank you. <laughs> it is called. No, it's called. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Yes. Uh, so we've been singing here at church for a while, yeah. and. Um, I think it's pretty cool. I do too. It sounds good. You guys did great with it. Uh, I can't wait to see the video. Justin. Mm. Got him. Um, but here's how I know. <laughs> so a couple of things have happened over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, yes, Mike is back. Mike went on vacation and then he was a little under the weather. And oh, I got COVID. Okay. Well, I didn't say that because I didn't know. We can't really say that on YouTube. Oh, I can Really? I think I I don't know. There Justin, was a demon. Can you, can you bleep? There was a demonetizing. I mean, of course, we're not monetizing our YouTube channel yet. If I... Um, if, if I bleep it during a church podcast, I think. It'd be I mean, yeah, great. there's some there's some things there. Yeah. So can let's, you just can you just, just do the like the thirty seconds later thing <laughs> over that? Let's just say oh, yeah. I contracted a virus that was fairly popular oh. about two years ago. Monkey. Oh, okay. Yes, influenza. about two years ago. Um, influenza. It was not influenza. Bird flu. According to a test that I took. <laughs> <laughs> I received a positive uh, result. Cool. Um, here, I want to see. I want to show you. So this is going to be a strictly audio. We're we're just breezing on right by this. Um, the other reason that I know that we got another switcher is that I can now do this. Whoa! Yeah. Hey, you yeah. just hijacked. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, ma. No hands. Wait, it, Justin's it's not working. Oh, anymore. I, I broke it. Uh, uh, it's offline now. <laughs> well. I put too many inputs in there. Anyway, I've got a magical <laughs> no, little he's iPad. Not, he's this not is on now, it. He's the, yeah, now it's just open. Justin. Oh. We, we can't see <laughs> that on. you're holding up the iPad. Hold now. on, Justin. Hold on. I gotta reconnect <laughs> on the is, fly I'm not here. I'm touching the switcher for the rest this of the is episode. Rousing audio. Look, look, look. It's back. It's back. Backstreet's back. It's not. Oh, there it is. Look, I got. Hey. A, I have an iPad now that wow. I can actually control. Look, I'm gonna move this lever here. Oh, look at that! <laughs> why does why does your iPad app look more complicated than the physical switcher? Oh, because it 100 is. I just think uh, there's a lot going on. <laughs> 
There's most things in life. <laughs> oh man, I'm getting lightheaded. This is great. Um, so Justin, I'm going to let you produce the show the rest of the time. Okay. I just oh, wanted to show it. No, I know. I, I'm going to get whatever I'm gonna, we can do. To I'm going to let you produce I, the show. For the record, I, I just didn't switch to me right there. <laughs> You're still producing. Okay. All right. All right anyway, we had our fun. We have, we have fun here. Look, I shut it off. I'm going to put it right in the middle of the table and I'm not going to touch it again. <laughs> but if Mads or Austin or Mike wants to touch it. Oh, no, that's fine. Oh, by, no. that's neither here nor there. Um, give it to Austin. Don't give it to Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Because of my disease? Yeah. Because <laughs> of the thing we just talked about that you took the test for. Uh, before we jump into what we're actually talking about today, I did have a quick question. So it's September 20th. And September 20th uh, traditionally is when you start going to the stores and you start smelling September the cinnamon. Oh, hey, tomorrow is the... Uh, September 21st. It's the, the vernal, day... Vernal Equinox? Yeah. It's the day that fall starts theoretically. Um, so my question for everybody here and everybody online is when when is too early for pumpkin? March. When is too early for I answered that question. Is it it is March. March is too early. So like so April is fine. April, no, April is also too early. What, what is by your logic you're going backwards. I'm just saying. <laughs> Let me explain the gosh okay, darn okay, question. All right, okay. So I like the smell of those cinnamon brooms. Mm, I really yeah. do. For okay. like two weeks when you walk into Publix or ShopRite mm. or wherever you're at. And ShopRite. ShopRite's from up north. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> back off me, dude. Or Target. How's that? Uh, Hobby <laughs> Lobby. It's great. Um, well, more on Hobby Lobby in a little bit. Oh, yeah. uh, we So my wife likes to call this season all things pumpkin season. I maintain that all things pumpkin season cannot start until at least the burr months. So October, November, <laughs> I guess September. What about September? Yeah, yeah, but like October. Like I feel like that's when pumpkin season start is October. So what say Hold you? Hold on. Question. Can pumpkin... They have to grow. No, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, like pumpkin seasoning... Is not pumpkin season. No, no, no. It's nutmeg, cinnamon. It's nutmeg, allspice, and cinnamon. Yeah. So, like, I don't know what pumpkins have to do. You with brand this. brainwash, brother. 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 <laughs> uh, so, what was the question? Well, when, when do I want when, it? When did, when I should pumpkin it. season start? Mm. You don't. You don't do pumpkin season. I don't do it. I don't do it. Mm. Also, can oh, this is the question I was going to ask. Like, when does it stop? Uh, like. Christmas. What's what's our window? I think Christmas. So like people having pumpkin stuff and Christmas is like a supreme no no. No no no. I think that's like the cutoff because you don't see pumpkin pie at. Is New it Year's. a bell curve? So oh, hundred percent. When's peak? Peak is Thanksgiving. Peak pumpkin. Yeah, peak pumpkin is Thanksgiving Day. You got <laughs> okay. that? I got it. Uh, but it's, so uh, I and figure, then, and then it slashes up by January one. If anybody has a pumpkin spice anything, January one, you slap it out of their hands. Well, because we're at the bottom of the crest. Right. The PSL then turns into peppermint spice latte. Okay. Not pumpkin spice latte. Uh, those sound. Both of those sound terrible. I agree. Yeah. It's like drinking sand. I can't but the, do the it. Point is, the point is not that. Uh, the point is that it's a representation of the season that you are in. And so in Florida, we don't have seasons. Right. We have summer and Christmas, right. and and really that's it. And so we need to find ways to mark the seasons. Right. So this is the way you mark the seasons by what you know. Common sense tells you from Starbucks. Madeline, do you drink pumpkin spice things? She, as a matter of fact, we met with her last Tuesday. Yeah. And what did she have in her cup but a pumpkin spice PSL? PSL. <laughs> yep. PSL. And I told her at that time it was like 
drinking sand. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. We gotta we gotta move the next thing. I go definitely ahead. I definitely think in October is a is a proper time for a pumpkin. I feel like the, we're just ready to peel back the the calendar a little bit. I just I know that like that's not what's gonna happen. You know, I, I know corporations are like just chomping at the bit. Oh, end August, of August, August one. Yeah, my birthday. Yeah, right around Whatever my birthday. Whatever they can time. do to like squeeze profits, you know, they're mm. gonna do it. Mm. So pumpkin squeezings, pumpkin squeeze latte. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it means. Yeah. PSL. Uh, okay, we're gonna jump to a quick break, uh, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk a lot. We're gonna burn the church to the ground. More after this. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, thanks so much for being a part of the weekday. I just want to let you know that Bay Hope Worship is releasing new content, new songs all the time. Uh, make sure to go head over to our, our YouTube, our Instagram, or our Spotify account. The links are down below in the description and uh, check them out. I just hit start on my brand new iPhone and I'll tell you what, it's just like the last iPhone <laughs> with, a, with a cool color <laughs> and sure. the camera bump is huge. It's massive, All right. but the cool thing now is that they actually leveled it out a little bit. So my old iPhone, it would wobble big time. Now it doesn't wobble so much. You should have got a different case. I, I like these these cases here with the kickstand because I'm old and I like putting it up like that because I'm an old person. This is great content. <laughs> Welcome back to the weekday. Um, so when killing before it. the before the break, I am killing it. Yeah, you're doing great. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is great. This is a bonding moment. Um, we've done like 70 something these episodes and we've never really gotten to this topic. Uh, we've skirted around the issue of the church and kind of the modern day equivalent of today's church versus like yesterday's church and all those other things. We've talked about the development of capital C church, you know, the, the, the world church and not like world churchism, but you know, the, the church in the world. And we've talked about specifically influencers and YouTube and kind of the rise of social media and its influence on church. But we've never actually put all of those together to talk about a, the state of the church and b uh, kind of where the church came from in terms of its mission. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was, reading uh, and I was listening to a podcast and, and real quick, we're going to title this episode and you'll get, you'll understand why in a minute. We're going to title this episode. Evangelicalism is a myth or the evangelical church is a myth. I haven't decided it's going to depend on what the keyword search says. Okay. So uh, I listened to a podcast called the Holy post by this guy, uh, Phil Schiller, Phil Schiller, Vischer. Phil, Phil Vischer. I'm oh, sorry, not Phil Schiller, Phil Vischer, who the, you may know him from veggie tales and other things. Mm -hmm. Um, and he and this other pastor, Sky Jatani, <clears throat> each week they'll do a podcast and it, it delves into some of the things about Christian culture. It'll, yeah. it, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great podcast. I highly recommend it. We're going to put a link in the show notes from an episode that I was listening to last week that brought up this article um, by Kirsten, Kirsten, Kirsten Sanders uh, in the amazing website called The Hedgehog Review, which right. I really do love the title of that website. Uh, and the title of the actual episode or the title of the article is the evangelical question question in the history of American religion. Now, that's a lot of words and that's a lot of big words. Right. And so we what we want to do in this episode is that we actually want to break down the question of is the evangelical church a myth? And then in the next episode, we actually want to talk about our responses because the weekday is a behind the scenes church podcast. We all work at a church. Like we want to kind of peel back the curtain and show you what happens in church thinking. This article, which is going to be linked in the doodly doo below is uh, big and it's, it's very long and it's, it, she does a good job. I think of breaking down. Well, the first half is pretty thick with like 
sociology. Yeah, and there's a lot terms. of history. There's a lot of history and the stuff. The history too. is like a narrative, which I understood a little bit better. Yeah. It took that was a little bit easier to get through. Yeah. And that's like the last half. So uh the article itself essentially breaks down the church, and, and this is primarily American Western church, breaks mm. down what our mission should be as the church. Right. We are called to be evangelicals. And, and the term evangelism is the act of going and taking the gospel from the Bible to the world, taking the good news of what Jesus Christ did, died, buried, resurrected, coming again someday into the world. Yeah. That's what evangelism is. That's what Paul did. That's what Peter did. That's what the the 12, well, 11, then 12 disciples did. And then it spread to the ends of the earth. That's what Jesus's mission for us was. But the term evangelical somewhere along the way got co-opted into meaning something completely different. Mm -hmm. And we want to talk a little bit. We want to discuss what evangelical A means, B, what it looks like right now, and right. C, like where it's headed. So, um, Mike, uh, you read the article. Yes. Uh, starting in around the mid 1800s, there was yeah. a guy named Billy Sunday who was like a who was itinerant a, preacher. Yeah, he was an itinerant preacher. He was very vivacious and uh, he had a lot of vim and vigor and verve. That's a lot of V's there. He had a lot going on and he was running around and essentially smashing against denominations that had formed and saying like, no, you don't need this denominational support. All you sure. need is Jesus. Yeah. And that was evangelism from the 1800s up until the 1940s-ish, 1930s-ish. Sure. Right around there. Uh, right around the time that Billy Graham happened. Right. And Billy Graham started using a lot of technology and things. So Kirsten calls this evangelism a. Right. Now, well, evangelism A, go for it. Well, I was going to say, there's a couple other things here within the first section of, do you want to read to what I, their definition one part, yeah, of yeah. evangelical is? Like Ev what it does evangelical church, what is, if someone is to label themselves as a white, uh, sorry, as an evangelical, right. what is that? Right. Well, so the evangel, uh, right ask, uh, ask a crowded room of evangel. This is how the article starts. Ask a crowded room of evangelicals, quote, what is an evangelical? And you'll likely get a crowded set of answers. It's one of the questions, perhaps, perhaps the main question evangelicals argue about most strenuously. And then it, uh, Bebbing, the, this guy called Bebbington, it's a, it's a lot of stuff here. Evangelicals, Bebbington argue, argued, were Christians who possessed four interlocking qualities. Biblicism, which is an emphasis on the priority of scripture. Activism, which is a personal commitment to live out the faith. Crucicentrism, which is a dope word, a focus on the centrality of the cross for human salvation and meaning. And evangelism, a need to share the faith with others. Uh, Wesley put it another way where he had a quadrilateral of scripture, reason, tradition, and experience. But this is the thing that really got me. And this is where, what we're going to talk about a little bit. Uh, evangelicalism is a, is a, is a, as a, uh, a byproduct of a flood of culture and even put another way, evangelicalism, this is from the article is the form of the Christian, the form the Christian religion tends to take within modern American culture. It would be impossible or it is impossible to be an American Christian without being heavily influenced by evangelicalism. Sure. Yeah. I would even say that it's nearly impossible to be a white American Christian without being an evangelical. And that's where we want to land today because this idea of evangelicalism is so tied in with culture. Yeah. And that's what she talks about with evangelicalism A, B, and C. So the culture of A was Billy Sunday to Billy Graham, kind of the itinerant <clears throat> smashing against the denominations well, and all that. And sorry, and not just that too, this was the beginning 
of large corporations yes. uh, beginning to form. Yes. Uh, and you begin to have, you know, the, the Vanderbilts and mm-hmm. the Rockefellers mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. People who really began to understand technology and not necessarily marketing, but a almost um, like the corporate structure yeah. of how these things are supposed to work. And, um, and so you begin to see that sort of in culture. Um, I thought something that was super interested that she uh, brought to light was the publishing company. Erdman's, yeah. Erdman's, which began as like, um, they were doing like literature for American Dutch people, basically yep. people coming from the Netherlands, um, repatriating, is that repatriating? Resettling. Resettling, that's better, uh, into America, wanting to start their new life in America, but they still have this Dutch heritage. As they started to phase out and just become Americans yeah. at that point, um, Erdman's realized like, hey, we need to do something else or else we're going to lose our business. Uh, so they begin to start to print sort of like this generic Christian material. <clears throat> and, they, I think, and, they, and they called it Christian. It wasn't Baptist. Right, it wasn't right. Methodist. It wasn't Episcopalian. It yeah. was quote unquote Christian. So like sort of a homogenized yep. Christian, you know, whatever. Yep. Um, so yeah, and then that I thought that was like a really interesting. Well, it's interesting she put that there yes. because then it it lead it it misses out on the B stage, which we'll talk in a second. But in the C stage, yes. it really starts to hit home. Yep. Uh, keep going. I cut you off. No, that's fine. Um, and yeah, I mean, like oh, and then she has the the Moody Bible Institute, yep. which is also again they began to start using technology, which is not a new thing, you know, for Christians to do or whatever mm-hmm. as tools to be uh, evangelistic with the message of the gospel or whatever, but under a Christian identity as opposed to maybe a bit more uh, subjugated uh, denominational. Ooh, good word. Um I don't know if even subjugated is the no. That's, you know, a, that's a, yeah. it, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So like the it, they don't define themselves as Presbyterians or Baptists. It's just Christian. Christian yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so again, so, sort of like going to lowest common denominator to a certain degree in some of these things. Right. And it's the lowest common common denominator thing that leads then into the 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s with Billy Graham. Right. And this is where it gets a little bit interesting. And and we're not going to spend a whole lot of time in this because it's pretty self evident, but. The Billy Graham into the Jesus people era of the 50s, 60s, and 70s really sort of paved the way for the big corporate church. And so this is what she calls evangelical B. Right. And that, so the A yeah, like kind of Billy leads, Graham punted it off. Right, to right. To the Jesus To the people. Jesus people, yeah. yeah. And Billy Graham was using TV and satellites and stuff. And Billy Graham was doing great things. But the core of the doctrinal uh, differences that were happening between Baptists and Methodists and Episcopalians and Presbyterians and Catholics and all this were being stripped away for what some were actually calling Billy Graham at the time, a simplistic egocentric version of Christian or Christianity, meaning it's all about you and God. There's no like exterior things. And while that is, while the Bible teaches that the Bible teaches faith and works faith and deeds. It teaches those things. Billy Graham is essentially saying like, no, nah, no, nah, you just need to believe and you're good. Right. Like, and we can argue that all day, like biblically, not biblically. We can argue that whole thing all day. But so that thing got punted to the Jesus people. The Jesus people turned a little bit more uh, social activist, you know, kind of 
kind of what we're seeing in today's swing back into, hey, we're going to be more social reformed. We're going to like, we're just going to love people and we're going to do well, the whole thing. And I do think the second section too has like, has two different parts of it as yes, well. Yes, it does. Um, which she doesn't really go into No, she, well. she references. Right. Um, and those two parts are, the first part is the Billy Graham. Yeah. Well, like the Billy Graham, you know, the, the Jesus movement and then uh, that leads us right into sort of the mega church era. Right. Um, where like mega churches is, it's hard to think about, but like church has not always been the way that it is right now. Right. Um, and so, you know, you have these massive organization and entities of like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. You really can't have a belief system that is like relatively nuanced, hmm. you know, you have to, so to do that, that's a good point. I never thought about it that way to do that. You have to, especially, and you have to sort of make it not a community based thing. And so, you know, she, she references a lot of like the, we got rid of, you know, um, sort of denominations did this Protestantism did this to a certain extent, Especially like, you know, you, t you go all the way back to the Reformation with Martin Luther and everything. Like we're basically at the tail end of the Renaissance, mm -hmm. which was this rebirth of arts and culture and all that kind of stuff. How Thinking. Yeah. But yeah, but it was also the birth of like reason and logic and the scientific method, which That's that where the enlightenment came from. Yep. Yeah. That inherently is not a bad thing, but it sort of demystified a lot of these things that we kind of thought. God controlled or whatever, which you could argue, does God still control that anyway? You know, I don't know. That's not what we're, we're here to talk about. But as Protestantism started to become more and more of a thing, we sort of started to demystify Christianity. Um, and the only thing that sort of remained was that mystical element was the, was the Bible, basically. Yep, yep. Um, and so in evangelicalism B and to a certain extent A, uh, you sort of see this very personal expression of what Christianity is supposed to be. And, you know, we have access, uh, which is great, uh, to this mystical book called the Bible. You know, like we hear God and see God through the Bible. Mm. Um, you know, it really elevated, I don't know, rightly or wrongly, but just like it elevated the Bible to almost like a deity to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, and that's sort of kind of a little bit of what she's arguing, like this very personal, um, you know, like I don't need to practice my faith in relationship with other people. Yeah, in a corporate setting. Yeah, like and I can just, I can sit at home and read my Bible. Yeah, that was a stinging line in there. And I can, I can come in on Sunday morning and worship, but like outside of that, I don't really need anything else, you know? There was a stinging line. Uh, I, I'm not going to be able to find yeah, it now. Yeah, that's okay. But essentially, she says something the effect of like, yeah, and the the megachurch, then it gave way to having thousands of people together, not nobody knowing anybody, and right. then you living out your faith in a private, personal manner, and that's uh -huh. evangelicalism B. And what the entirety of what you Ooh, see... Oh, sorry, real quick. Also, she did say an evangelical... Oh, sorry. You go. No, you go. No, you, Justin, you go. Okay, so, Mike, you go. Um, no, 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 you go. No, Mike, no, Mike you go. <laughs> so I think uh, what she, something she did say too is in this evangelicalism B category, this like middle category is if you were to understand it, like if you wanted to understand what that looks like, especially towards the tail end as it is mm. the faith, football and family. Oh gosh, like, I wanted to get to that so bad. Yeah, like the idea of, 
you know, in, in almost like evangelicalism be this era, it's uh, co-opting political, the political right yep. um, and the moral majority into uh, evangelicals now vote Republican. Right. You know, this is kind of when that happened. That didn't happen right. before 1979, 1980, right. you know, the, the Reagan election or whatever. Yeah. Um, but once that happened, it sort of solidified evangelicals as like, this right leaning group yep. and became honestly, because it is almost indistinct. American Christianity is almost indistinguishable from, um, uh, evangelicalism. Yep. You know, like it is a, it, a fairly large population of people. So the, where I wanted to go with this and, and Justin, I'll, I'll get to you in just one quick second, but evangelicalism B. So a was kind of like this stripping away of all of the nonsense around what the quote unquote nonsense. It's not nonsense. Please don't hear that. The doctrinal things around Christianity. Evangelicalism B saw the rise of a quote unquote personal faith that was followed by not really ne never having to have community connections and community ties right. and even a, really discipleship. Like, and, and well, that's where I was going yeah. and, and a homogenized discipleship strategy of show up on a Sunday, give your money, maybe take communion, whatever your, whatever your tradition says to take communion, maybe do a small group. But like, other than that, you can put the Jesus fish on your, on the back of your car mm -hmm. and you're, you're now a believer. Like, okay, cool. Like you said yes to Jesus. Like, that's cool. Maybe you're missing out on God's best, but okay. But that actually led the way into what Mike and I feel very deeply as musicians and as people that were growing up in the 90s, where all of a sudden there was Christian music mm -hmm. and Christian movies and Christian books and Christian bookstore. And like that stuff always had existed. But now it was this, like you can turn on the radio and you can hear five seconds of a song and go, that's a Christian song. Yeah. You don't even have to hear any lyrics. Oh boy. You don't even have to hear anything. You hear one guitar riff or one drum beat and you're like, that's a Christian song. Mm -hmm. And then that turned into quote unquote worship music. Sure. And then that turned into uh, the Hobby Lobby thing, which we're not slamming Hobby Lobby, but there's a feel when you go into Hobby Lobby of, I know the type of person that shops here. Yeah. By and large, this is broad, this broad brush stereotypes and I could get in a lot of trouble for saying this. I know the type of person in the shops here. They're the faith football family people. Mm -hmm. And again, nothing wrong with any of that. Nothing wrong with loving Jesus and practicing inherently, your faith sure. inherently. But it is the idea that um, evangelicalism follows cultural trends, which is yeah. where she ultimately wants to get to. We're 17 minutes into this segment. We're finally getting to this. Well, point. no, no. I, real quick though, too. I something she talks about in the beginning of this, which I think is fascinating, is she talks about how at the beginning of evangelicalism, it was, it, it ended up becoming like a market decision. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yes. Which I think is, is very, very fascinating. Market meaning marketing. Yeah. yeah. Well that, and just like the way Americans think of things mm -hmm. is in a free market capitalistic way. Right. And which is stuff that we've talked about a bunch, but I just, I think that that's really, really fascinating. I agree. And that's where <laughs> this leads to where, uh, the podcast I was listening to on the Holy Post, one of the one of the guys brought up a um, or one of the hosts brought up a, a, the idea of Christianity. Christianity is supposed to be like a boat in the ocean. A boat has a hull. It is uh, formed. It cuts through the waves. It's going to get tossed around left and right and center. But that boat is going to remain its main its shape. It's going to keep it everything afloat. It's going to keep moving. You know, it, it might lose direction and all that other stuff. But by and large, that boat's going to stay the way it is. That's what Christianity should be. True. American evangelicalism, however, is like a plastic blow-up raft 
where when a wave comes, that raft doesn't cut through that wave. It does not go counterculture. It does not go toward, it does not go true. It instead goes on top of the wave and forms to that wave and then goes up and goes down with that wave. Right. And the idea there, the vision there is that that, ra- that raft is what evangelical Christianity has turned into. Right. By and large, we follow cultural trends. We follow cultural norms. We use the same words as, as the culture. We dress the same way. We And, and all these things, again, inherently not bad. We're supposed to be in the world. We're not supposed to be of the world, but we're supposed right. to be in the world. We are supposed to know how to minister to people who do not necessarily believe like us. So there's one thing about knowing, you know, being uh, sheep among wolves, wolf among sheep type thing. But there's another thing when your entire church adopts its way and markets and and does these things, has a corporate strategy that looks, that that could be pulled out of a boardroom in at Coca-Cola and placed into your church yeah. and none would have been the wiser. Well, and I think too, you know, another, as I was, I was listening to the podcast and he said that kind of thing, I was like, what else could define at least. And again, we're still talking about the B section. Um, yeah, what, the C section we'll get to in a second. Well, and like, beca- and mostly because C section most- babies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. All right, folks. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> That's a little different. It's a little different than what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. Um, we're all Justin. Um, <laughs> we're all Justin right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we're back. I, and the reason like I was thinking about the B section so much is because that my formative years were in this B section. Um, oh yeah. From the early nineties until about the mid to late 2000s. Most of the people listening to this have been right. in this B section. Right. Um, and I, like I was, I was thinking like, what, what could be a good definer of that? And I said, you know what, here's, it was a, you go to Christian family bookstore. Oh yeah. And you see a chart of say, if you like, Metallica, you will Project like eighty six this band Zayo. If you like Usher, you will like this person. And so, to me, that is what evangelicalism be. Oh, is. that's soul crushing to think of. But it, that's what I did. Yeah. Well, and that's and I, I we were none the wiser at the moment as to what was actually happening to a certain extent. We are we were degr in that specific instance. We are degrading. God's a God breathed artistic creation. And we are literally comparing it to something that is far superior. <laughs> yeah. You know, but saying because it's Christian, because it has the words Christian in front of it, you will like this. And like, I just, I think that there's, there was so much about this era that that's what happened. Yeah. Like if you like country clubs, you should really get in to mega church. If you are a part of like your moose lodge or whatever, because yeah, again, 40 years ago, like that was a thing, yep. you know, you should join um, a men's group. Lodge. Yeah. You, you will love this thing. Yeah. You'll love our men's group. So I, it was almost like it's, it's a reaction yep. to, as opposed to a advancement, a proaction. Yeah, it is. It's a reaction. And like, I need to holyify this. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Go That's ahead. good. So then we get to the C section uh, and the, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time today on it because the next episode is going to be our reaction to it. But the current evangelical trend is away from the megachurch, <clears throat> which we've seen that. It really is. Yeah. Um, it's towards a more <clears throat> identifiable section of faith. And you can see that. Let's talk politics real quick. You can see that in politics where there is no longer a middle. Sure. The middle is 
has pushed everybody to extremes. Mm -hmm. By and large, you are one or the other. You are one side or the other side. You are right. red, you are blue, you are uh, pro or anti, and that's just, that's, and again, you, ha you talk about that chart with music, like there's right. that chart, like if you, if you vote this way, yeah. if you believe in this, vote for this person. Mm -hmm. if, there are websites devoted to that. Sure. And then you have to pick like the top five because not everybody's gonna match the things that you believe. Faith and churches and digital communities and all sorts of stuff are now springing up around that exact same idea. Mm -hmm. Church splits are, they feel like they're at an all time high. Uh, and that, that split is usually coming from internal sure. struggles of churches instead of, I mean, there's, there's always been internal struggles, but it's people planting churches inside of other churches and then leaving because they now have the tools and the resources to do church however they want to do church. Right. And the rise of the influencer has made it so that our faith is no longer done by pastor, pastorally trained ministers and biblical authorities and, as, and is done now instead right. by Sadie Robertson. Well, uh, if, you, if you have influence, that means you have... Sup, sup fam. No, if you have influence, that is your credibility. That, and that, that is now your church. Right. Yeah. And so like no, no longer is it the people with the actual credibility to talk about these things. It is the outward uh, metric, whatever that might be, or the visible metric of how many people you have sort of in your tribe. Follows like shares, all those things. Yeah. Yep. That is the demarc demarcation yep. of your actual, you know, your credibility. Right. And there's cool things there. And when we get to next week's episode or next episode, I have some, I have some interesting thoughts that I think it's a good thing. Not necessarily the influencer thing, but the fact that small churches are popping up all over the place. Like that's a good thing. That mm -hmm. is it. That is a definite good thing. It's dangerous, but it's also a good thing. But the influencer thing, let's go back to that real quick, because that's, that is, that is affecting everything top to bottom. Yeah. Um, Matt, Mads, how old are you? 16? We have a 16 year old in here. I have a 16 year old daughter. Austin's like 17. Um, you know, <laughs> gross. Um, we have a number of Gen Z people, Gen Z people on staff mm -hmm. and they will be the friend Mads and Austin will be the first one to tell you that the influencer has now taken over yeah. marketing, right. taken over thought leading, taken over. I mean, most people don't learn how to cook now from going to Google. People learn how to cook from going to TikTok. Sure which is fantastic. Right, whatever. But also like it's crazy and people by and large don't learn about the Bible from pastors, from not that not that pastoral leadership is a thing. I'm not saying that, but they don't learn it from people that are trained in biblical authority. Instead, they learn it from the per the closest person to TikTok. Yeah. And that's a little scary. Sure. Um and so that's where evangelicalism C lives and it's still it's very much evolving. Right. Right now. Uh the article points to the fact that it probably started in 2001. In nine, at 9-11, but she also says it actually probably started in 2007 sure. with the release of the iPhone. Which I would agree with that. And which is why I brought up my iPhone at the very beginning. Even <laughs> Full circle. Even, I do think that there's something happened in 2001 that was... Unifying. It, well, I think it solidified the idea that like the religious right... So like basically if you were a Christian at that time... You were right. You were... Correct. an American evangelical. Right. Um, and it solidified the militarism and the patriotism that the church 
tends to uphold sometimes. Yeah, agreed. Um, and so I think that's I think that viewpoint solidified in 2001. But I I would agree with her that. 2007 to like 2012, Big, yeah. it was this transitional period. Big shift, yep. Um, and, I, and you and I were both doing ministry in that shift yes. and still have been, but right. I was, we were both doing music ministry in that time and we watched even music trends in yes. the church shift. I mean, like I was a part of like in Bellary from 2012 to 2014 mm-hmm. when it is now the, like the, that's when the music industry shifted. Um, and it like, from what album sales to streaming. And we were literally in like the worst point of the music industry is exactly when we were in it. Yeah. Um, It's good for you. But like, that's the same sort of like time that all of this sort of shifted. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Uh, Justin, we have neglected you and I apologize for that. Um, So I'm going to throw you the hardest question and I'm going to say solve it. Oh, perfect. Solve solve evangelicalism right now. Solve what we're doing (laughs) wrong as a church. And uh, no, uh, what I I do want to know from you is uh, you're a little bit younger than you're kind of splitting between their generation and our generation uh, because we're old men and uh, we're old white evangelicals. Didn't you know? Uh, That's what the article said. Um, and so you're you're really honestly in this transitional period. Like your your formative years have been like when did you get your first cell phone? Uh, that was tenth grade. Oh, tenth grade. A little little later than us, <laughs> or a little earlier than us. I mean, I got mine. I mean, like before that, I had a cell phone, but it wasn't a smartphone. It was really just for like you know just to have. Oh, could it. you text on it? No. Mm. Oh, yeah, you get in trouble for yeah. that? Oh, yeah, it, it probably would have been like five bucks a text. <laughs> Holy cheapers, five bucks <laughs> I mean, a text. And then you had a little like, bit of a hyper. Five, 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 four, four, nine, 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 four, four, <laughs> two, two, two. Oh, yeah. T9 all day. Yeah, and that just said hello. Um, so in your in your kind of viewing of this article and all that other stuff, first off, give me your give me your reactions. And second off, like give me where you think we are as Bay Hope. Like let's diagnose Bay Hope Church right now. Oh, as Bay Hope. Yeah, let's diagnose yeah. church. Why not? <laughs> well, I mean, I've I've been coming here since two thousand eight. Yeah, so you've seen the trends. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I feel like it's easy to see the trends um, when I, I. I feel like especially when in the article when it was getting into um, the the C group um, because that's more of like where we are right now. But something that I didn't notice until kind of reading the article was what it was saying about marketing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was so when I looked back, I was so confused. I just knew you weren't looking at the monitor. Okay. <laughs> Mike busted me. Okay. Keep going. I, you were in a serious point. I'm sorry. Marketing. Yeah. Go back to it. Cause I, I want to, I, I like this, this is point. a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, um, what you said, so I don't, I don't know if this was, um, well, what you said about the, the raft I thought was really interesting, which was, um, you know, where Christianity first comparing Christianity to a boat and how it should plow through the waves yep. raft is molding to the waves. I feel like in a, in a way I, I can see how that, like the reason why that happens, which the reason why you can almost kind of make excuses for that to where like, Oh, well, like it makes sense because we're trying to get more people into the doors right. like that from a, like, almost, I don't want to say from a Christian point of view, like a Christian viewpoint, it makes sense because you want as many people to be exposed to Jesus as possible. What doesn't make sense is what you said, how I, I feel like probably, like what it should be, which I agree with you. I, I, I think that 
it should be more of a boat to where, yes, like people should be exposed to it, but it shouldn't mold in the way to where I feel like sometimes it sacrifices mm-hmm. like biblical views. And biblical oh, values, yeah, totally. Um, in favor of appealing to more people. And then that's where you get the excuses of like, oh, well, I mean, you know, it's it's fine just because we're like more people are enjoying it. More people are getting into it as a jumping off point, but it's not even a jumping off point anymore. It's really kind of like the like people are molding their own religion. Yeah. In a way that's coming from Christianity. Right. But um, Mike, you said something that was um, really interesting too about how you said like when you were comparing like, oh, well, you know, like there's these things like if you like these bands, then you might like this. Yeah. Where And you also said, you know, if you're a Christian, then you might like this. I feel like that's also getting to the point where it's like, if you're a Christian, you'll like this, but why will I like that? Well, yep. because he mentions God. Yeah. Like, what does that, what does that really mean? Yep. Like you might like, um, you know, a sports player or um, a musician or something because they mention God in a song uh-huh. or, you know, on the field or, you know, whenever they get a touchdown, they, you know, they kneel. I don't know, look up. Yeah. Right. Like, but what is, what does that really mean? Yep. Um, if, it, if that's where it stops, um, well, I, uh, I, as, far as i mean bay hope i like to think that we've been on a straight trajectory since 2008 from when i've been here i haven't seen any shift at least from when i started going here to where we are now as far as views go or anything sure um i've felt that we've kind of um stayed firm in the beliefs of the bible which is why i'm still here but (laughs) But um, yeah, I, I thought that was a really interesting take on Christianity with what that article was. I, I will say this too, because when I first started reading the article, I was a little, um, I don't want to say biased against it, but I, I, I feel like mm. I was reading it in a way to where I was thinking like, like this sounds i i was getting the impression that somebody was writing the article with the intent to um have a clickbait article Hmm, um and i feel like i was kind of at first reading it under that lens until i got about halfway through and then towards the end which i was like especially when it was talking about the more of like the marketing to more people where i'm like yeah like that hundred percent makes sense. Like that is exactly kind of what we're seeing. And then when it was talking about more of like the influencers. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think too, like the, I was talking with Sean about this when he was here, Sean Curran. um, And we were talking about evangelicalism and stuff. And you know, he's in the heart of the Bible belt uh, up in Atlanta and all that kind of stuff. And the phrase, even if it just helps one person, Oh yeah. I think is like such a good <laughs> is is a thing that in both everything short of sin. Yeah. Well, in like and again to us and maybe and I don't want to bleed into next week's sort of like our thoughts on this and maybe a, a bit deeper dive into this. Yep. But I think that sums up a lot of American Christianity over yep. the last 100 years or so. It's like, well, you know, if it just helps, it's a lot of um uh, it's a lot of reaction to where culture is at and then internal justification. Well, yeah. And then, and then a justification for like, 
maybe that's not a great idea. <laughs> yeah, like he, well, here's here's the thing with that phrase. Like, yeah, like that it makes sense. If it if it just helps one person, sure. that's great. But yes. if it helps one person and leads thousands of others off track. Yeah. Yeah. But if it drives, so much if it drives 10 people away, cause your programming was exactly. bad and it was so cringy, but like it helps that, that one yeah. person. Yeah. But like, well, maybe, like that's the whole, maybe the net effect is not right. where we want it to be. Well, and so I, I think that that, that to me sums up about the last 50 or so years of evangelicalism. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we're smack dab right in the middle of it. And I think that it justifies so much of what people do. And I do think there is a tension there for sure. We're like, yes, we need to do whatever we can. We need to use the tools that we are, that are afforded to us and the resources we have. However, we need to use them responsibly and, and, and steward them properly. Agreed. Yeah. So we can talk more about it next week. Yeah. I think we're, we've ran a little long, uh, and we apologize for that. This is a topic that has fired all three of us up. Um, I, when we do our rejoin next time, we're going to talk a little bit, not necessarily how about, about how to fix it, because trying to pontificate on that, I think it's like one of the worst things we could do because we're, again, old and we don't know how to fix things. However, there are some thoughts that I have. There are some thoughts that these other two uh, have that I think can benefit the conversation and push things a little bit forward and help you gentle, fine person listening or watching at home or on your run or while you're cooking or doing whatever you're doing um, can help you diagnose a little bit of what's going on around you in church life and help you to really make good foundational decisions. If you have kids, kind of help them see things a little bit clearer. Uh, and if you're even questioning, I know deconstruction, Austin and I did an episode on deconstruction last time. Well, I want to talk more about that too, because that sort of leads that's, into... That's part of yeah. it, yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a, it's a hot button issue, but also it's also an issue that I think we can, um, we can couch a little bit with how we're actually trying to deal with that in right. the church itself. Right. So uh, I think we're going to jump. Justin, anything for anything? Nah, I think we're good. Great. Yeah, uh, Mike, for part one. Anything for anything? Nope. Gotta go. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's pumpkin season. Pumpkin. P M P K N S Z N. Pumpkin season. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Hey, thanks for tuning in to Bay Hope TV. Be sure to like and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out. And be sure to subscribe for more Bay Hope TV content. As always, thanks for watching.